Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Podcast 238. Coming to you. Coming to you from Puerto Rico, this is going to be a really interesting episode because uh, it's a first uh, in many ways. Uh, I have a free amazing guest and also we're recording this live on Facebook, we're live on Instagram, so like people can join in, people can ask questions. It's going to be really fun, we're going to be talking all about Airbnb opportunities in Puerto Rico, but also, you know, the general uh, idea of like moving here, a lot of people came to Puerto Rico for many reasons. Uh, obviously, there's you know there's been some uh, some adversity in, in the last uh, few years here, so we're going to talk all about that. But first, let me uh, introduce the guests. So we have Vincenzo Villamina yeah. from Medellin. Vincenzo has been on the podcast twice actually. He's <laughs> got some Airbnb properties in, uh, in Medellin. He's the online tax man. He's he's going to talk a little bit about tax advantages in, uh, in Puerto Rico. Then we have Nadia, who is a super host here in Puerto Rico. Um, and then we have Andrew, who's an investor, uh, and, and many other things. But we're, you know, we're, we're going to talk all about that. But let's start with uh, Nadia. Nadia, you, you grew up here, right, in Puerto Rico. You're born and raised. Okay, cool. So can you give a, a, a summary of what, like, what's, what's been going on here for like, the last couple of years? Hmm. Bueno, pues, we have, like, a new governor, which has really changed things, in my opinion. Um, uh, a lot of people hate him. I think he's actually doing a pretty good job. Um, I got my tax return in 11 days. That's ridiculously fast. So And, and you didn't have to pay any taxes? I paid very little. Um, there are potholes. We have a problem with the streets here, and I've seen how he's actually fixing them. Um, so the I I've always said that you know I kind of say how the government is doing with regarding if I see what's with what's going on with the streets and with this tax return because those are two things that are always an ordeal here. So if he did a really good job or is doing a good job with both, that makes me think that the rest of the government has to be running a little smoother than before. So I think that's good. Um, many people might disagree with me, but it's just common things we deal with here every day and if it, they're working better. Well, that's, that's good. So I foresee a good future with this government and... So, um, things that have been going on in Puerto Rico, I would say before um, this new governor, governor, we were having a lot of problems with like just really bad management in general in the country. Um, so, I think it's a positive thing that we have 
a new administration and they definitely seem more organized. Obviously, um, we got hit by Maria, but honestly, looking back, I really feel like in general, we have really done a good job getting back on our feet. I don't, some people might disagree with me, that's really what I feel. I look around and, I, and I'm like, wow, like, six months ago I was making four-hour lines to get gas and now everything is really running pretty smoothly, especially in the, in the city. Um, so, I... I don't know. I, I may, maybe I'm optimistic, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like I guess I am optimistic, and I really love it here, so I'm willing to fight for it to work. Um, so, apart from all that, all those things, um, what else can I tell you? Definitely, Airbnb is something that has been popping up in the past years, and that's like definitely a new trend. Um, so. How long have you been hosting? What? How long have you been hosting on Airbnb? It's like two years. Two years, right? Yes. How many listings do you have? One. One. Okay. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's um, Andrew. You, you've. Uh, how long have you been in Puerto Rico? Uh, five years. Five years. And what made you come down here? I relocated down here with a firm I was working for, a hedge fund at the time. Um, I quit after about a year, and I just decided to stay. I loved it. I had no intentions of ever leaving. Uh, I did end up getting another job offer. I wasn't going to take it at first, but it was a pretty good offer. So I ended up taking it and working for another hedge fund for a few more years and before going out on my own, which is what I originally wanted to do, and just managing my own portfolio of uh, investments and running a little trading account. Um, but I don't really trade anymore. I look for the long-term investments, and real estate is one of the best one of the best investment assets, in my opinion. So um, I've been doing that the last couple of years, just managing my own portfolio, and it's turned into a lot of Puerto Rican real estate. Sweet. Then are you currently hosting on Airbnb, or I am. Oh, you are. Okay. Good. Yeah. Awesome. So let's go to Vincenzo. So Vincenzo, you're just like me. Uh, Vincenzo came down to speak at a, at a conference here that was organized by Foreign International. Um, you know, the conference was all about Airbnb, about investing, but, but also about Texas, and, and that's your specialty, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's been interesting to kind of learn, um, you know, just the incentives down here, and then really just kind of meet the people down here that, that are moving and kind of creating this sort of uh, expat community, um, right, you know, due to the, the whole tax incentives here, um, you know, basically Act 2822, which basically, um, if someone sets up a company, they get a 4% corporate tax rate. And they can take the dividends out of the company tax free. So, for a lot of Americans that are living in the U.S. and getting killed with with, with taxes, to to be able to you know get rid of your state tax and really you know cut your tax down I mean, by more than half. And so the people that are able to do that, you know, have the flexibility to make the move. Um, it's been you know super attractive. I've talked to a lot of people just at the conference and you know in general around the island that have uh, that have moved because of that. So you kind of just see that sort of expat community growing, which, you know, again, I think does kind of translate into the investment side, right? Because a lot of these, uh, you know, people from stateside, you know, have high expectations as far as where they want to live, you know, getting a short-term Airbnb to either feel, feel it out until they, until they ultimately move here, ultimately kind of get something long-term or buy. So you kind of have that play when it comes to all Airbnb investing. And, um, 
just in general, I mean, the vibe here is good. You know, there's a lot of really smart, interesting, entrepreneurial uh, people here. Awesome. Let's, uh, let's go back to Nadia. Nadia, um, tell us about Airbnb in Puerto Rico. You know, one concern that a lot of hosts have around the world is that the, you know, the authorities are getting more strict about Airbnb. There's regulations popping up. Some cities are trying to ban it, you know, like Berlin, Amsterdam, a lot of cities here in, uh, in the U.S., New York, San Francisco, Santa Monica. How, what's the situation like here? I would say in general, Puerto Rico as of right now is pretty Airbnb friendly. We're, I mean, we're equal to probably one city in other places. So maybe you say like, they want to ban Airbnb in this city in the world, in some city in the world here, that would be equal to banning Airbnb in all of Puerto Rico. And that's not going to happen. Right. Ever, ever. I mean, I don't think so. Um, from what I'm seeing, especially because at the moment, our administration, which is something awesome about our governor, is that he's pretty young and he's very into technology and he's very into like the disruptive um, everything that's disruptive. Like he loves Uber and he loves crypto and he loves Airbnb and he understands these things. So when you're talking, to, when you're talking about our government and what they might put in place to like make Airbnb not function, I wouldn't really be worried about it. The only thing that you need to be worried about in Puerto Rico is that when you buy a unit, um, you need to make sure that in the condominium, they permit Airbnb. So you're going to find that that is the, that is the, the, the hard part, but it's interesting because you already have five. I don't know if, you know, so definitely you're a good example that it's, you know, that's the hardest part, but it's completely doable. Um, so it depends on how that building is administered. And then, you know, you, you, you just ask about their, their laws and, you know, if they permit it or BNB and if they permit it, your game. Um, this whole, like, the city is going to ban, I, I really don't see that happening in any city. Like, um, and, and I think it's important that you um, uh, look at the deed of the condominium. Yes. Because I believe in Puerto Rican law, it takes, like, um, 100% unanimous vote to change the, the deed, uh, whereas the bylaws, it's much easier to change. Um, and sometimes the, the building, the residents of the building, the owners, will get together. In most buildings, I'd say most of the residents, they hate Airbnb. So in almost every building I've come across, there's a push to to stifle and end Airbnb in each individual building. Mm -hmm. um, but to change the bylaws, it takes like three quarters or uh, maybe, yeah, I think it's around three quarters vote or two thirds vote or something like that. But the point I'm trying to make is if in the deed, it explicitly states that it's allowed, um, then you're in good shape yeah. uh, because it takes almost unanimous decision. I, I believe it's unanimous decision to the change deed the deed. says that it's actually allowed to do short-term rental. Yeah, or, they, or commercial, um, commercial activity. Commercial use, yeah. Okay. yeah, but yeah. yeah, usually what they say in the deed is mm -hmm. they're either going to they're gonna put that you can only rent out for a minimum of six months or they don't put it. So if they put that you can only rent out for a minimum of six months, that's equal to short term is not allowed. Right. If it's not in there, then then, you assume it is. then then it is because you're not 
um, restricting right. how long I have to rent out mm-hmm. for. So and, that's usually what. And the bottom line is, is I think kind of what you're already saying. I think from a regulatory standpoint, I think the probabilities of them actually clamping down on Airbnb like they have in New York or San Francisco is rather low. Yeah. I think it's rather low. This island is under-hoteled massively. There's a push for tourism. Exactly. And they don't have nearly enough hotels. Exactly. And the ones they do have, they have a lot of like five-star hotels, which I think is crazy because the target market is not, you know, this isn't St. Bart's, you know. Although it is a beautiful island, it's not St. Bart's. It's not some of these other Caribbean islands where people are willing to drop six, seven, eight hundred dollars a night. It's Puerto Rico, you know. Yeah. You get a lot of middle-class Americans here. and Airbnb is yeah. the perfect way to... Um, uh, the, the perfect platform for those people who are looking for a $150 room a night, $200 room a night for their family. Um, so I think the probabilities are rather low, but it's always a, a risk. It's in my models. Uh, I think, but I think the bigger risk is the, the residents of that specific building. Yeah, right. I Have think... you seen a lot of change as far as like, like in your buildings or at least any just, sort of you know, people getting screwed by that? You know, it, it's building by building, right? It depends yeah. on how many people are already doing it and how many people are against it. Because usually the people against it are very loud, very vocal. They change yeah. the minds of all the people who live in the building. Mm. But if there's already enough investors there doing this, they're going to have a lot of trouble because none exactly. of them are going to vote to clamp down on Airbnb. The question is, is how many residents of the building can they get to convince them. that it's a bad thing? Um, no, it's funny the economics of it. In Medellin, it's the opposite. Where like you know you have minimum thirty day like month to month rentals, but then some buildings, you know, if enough foreign investors come in and and and, and overtake the building and have over fifty percent majority or two thirds, then it's the other way where they then they actually change the bylaws of the building to allow for short term rental, and then you know then it's just an investment building for everybody. Mm-hmm. I would also add that uh, you know the the government here in, in Puerto Rico is um, is collecting taxes uh, from the Airbnb host, right? They're collecting seven yeah. percent, and so you know I think that's another reason why you know it's unlikely that they will ban it because you know they're they're making money of it and they're clearly showing that they're committed to Airbnb. They're working with Airbnb, and they clearly need tax revenue. And they yeah, they, they definitely need a little bit of uh, income. Um, by the way, this is, uh, you know, we're live on Instagram, a lot of people are watching, a lot of people are waving, so, you know, welcome everybody. <laughs> we're here in Puerto Rico, we're talking about Airbnb, we're talking about investment opportunities, we're talking about Texas, you know, you don't, you don't pay a lot of taxes here in Puerto Rico if, if you're, you know, if you're an American citizen, at least. I don't know how it works for, you know, strange foreigners like myself. Um, but, uh, but in any case, let's, um, let's move on. So just to, 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 to summarize, you know, if you want to do Airbnb here in Puerto Rico, you want to check out, um, you know, what, what are the regulations of the building, right? You don't have to worry so much about the government, but you do want to worry about like your your neighbors, the other people that live in your building. Now, I've noticed that uh, on the on Zillow and other real estate websites, it's often uh, stated whether you can do short-term rental or not in the building. So it's you know that kind of tells me that you know this is a, it's it's a very popular uh, topic. You know, a lot of people are looking to do Airbnb. Um, what do you guys think of the market here in terms of competitiveness? And ter- you know, is there still room for Airbnb house to come here? Or I think, especially since the hurricanes, I mean, the cat kind of was out of the bag um, maybe a year ago is when I really started seeing the explosion. When I first got here in 13, um, I saw the immense opportunity there, right? There was very few Airbnbs. All the real estate values were like this. The tourism was starting to go like this. It was a perfect storm for Puerto Rico. 
Um, you could buy really, really beautiful beachfront property for retarded prices, right? Like, I thought there was something going on because it took me a while to like, figure out, like, wait, this house is half a million dollars? Like, where I'm from, that's a $5 million home, wow. you know? Um, but it was a beautiful thing. But cat, the cat was kind of released from the bag about a year ago. Big money started coming down. And then I think the kicker is ever since Maria, even the Puerto Ricans living in the tourist neighborhoods realized, like, you know, my lifestyle, my lifestyle is getting affected. My income has been drastically reduced. Maybe it's time I list my home on Airbnb and I move in with, you know, mom or dad or friends or family, you know, maybe in Caguas or inland a little bit because, and so anyways, the supply has definitely expanded, which is what concerns me. So the supply is expanding fairly rapidly. And so now I'm looking at very unique properties, you know, not just a room with a bed and an AC unit and a Wi-Fi connection. I'm looking for something that has that really unique factor to it where you can charge that premium. I think right. that's right. That's probably good advice for, for anywhere, right? You always want to stand out on Airbnb, think about like who's, who are the people that visit here, what's your audience, you know, how do you cater to them, and, and pick your audience and make sure you're, you know, your listing is, uh, is catering to those people. Um, Vincenzo, what's, what's, what's your general idea about this island? Like We've been here about a week now. Yeah. You know, you've been here before, but a while ago, like what's, what's your feel? What do you think? No, I mean, like I said, I, mean, I think, I think, you know, you see, you see it in, and you smell it in the air. You kind of see it in the streets. Like there's a lot of good stuff happening. I mean, there's a lot of people trying to move down here. I mean, I think, I think, you know, that community will continue to, uh, to grow again for the tax incentives as kind of, you know, the casking out of the bag as far as the whole like act 20 and 22, you know, that along with the whole, uh, the whole crypto uh, crypto scene moving down here, and you, know, you have like Brock Pierce and hey, what's everyone the deal, what's the deal with the crypto people here? Why, why are the crypto people coming to Puerto Rico? Yeah, so I mean, again, along with the tax incentive, right? Along with kind of setting up a business and and you know, getting the four uh, percent corporate tax and dividend free, the the um, you know there's no capital gains on the island, meaning that you know if you buy and sell stock or if you buy and sell crypto. Um, that's all tax-free to people, right? So then, like, a few years ago, you know, it was uh, Paulson and Peter Schiff and all the hedge fund guys, all the, you know, the traders, et cetera, that came down here. That was kind of the first wave. And now, you know, as more and more people find out about uh, Act 2022, now it's all the crypto people, right? Because all these guys, you know, especially the ones that got in early, you know, have amassed uh, an enormous amount of unrealized gains, um, so meaning that when they ultimately sell their crypto, um, you know, they're going to have to pay tax on that. So by moving down here, um, any sort of new positions that they take in crypto and even part of their old uh, gains, they can, um, they can get tax free when they sell it. So you kind of see that. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, there's some big names that have kind of moved down here and really, you know, start promoting Puerto Rico. So... Yeah, I mean, as you see more and more interest, more and more people are going to come down here, more and more people are going to have to, you know, live here either long term or, you know, six months, et cetera. And so I think that's, A, probably good for, you know, the, the sort of short, medium-term rental market. And, um, yeah, and B, I think just more and more money is going to start flowing down here, right? And so I think that's just kind of good for the island in general, hopefully. Um, yeah, you know, with the government and, and, and whatnot, you know, some of the corruption will be eliminated and, there'll be some real progress. But, you know, like I said, you know, you feel it in the air as far as like the, the overall community, 
you know, be it people living down here, people want to invest here, et cetera. I, I definitely, definitely see that. So if I, if I'm an American citizen and I have a million dollars worth of Bitcoin, I can just move to Puerto Rico and then I can cash out my Bitcoins and I don't pay any tax. Yeah, I mean, well, what you have to do is you have to bifurcate kind of the holding period, right? So there's a period, let's say, uh, let's say you held your Bitcoin for a year before you moved down here, and then you sell it a year from now, right? So again, in total, you've held the Bitcoin for two years, and so you would actually have to bifurcate or separate that gain. So the the the, the year before you came, and then obviously the year after you sell, that means that you lived in Puerto Rico fifty percent of the holding period. So 50% of that game when you sell it a year from now will be tax-free. And so you kind of have to do that. And that, again, was with anything, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's any sort of stock or trading positions, et cetera, you know, you get to bifurcate that game. But again, obviously, people that are selling on, sitting on uh, millions of dollars of games, that's a huge deal. Right. Got it. Cool. Nadia, what's, uh, what, what kind of advice do you have for people who want to wanna come to Puerto Rico, we want to come to San Juan, where we are right now, have, uh, to do uh, Airbnb, to do short-term rentals. Advice. Hmm. Or Andrew, if you want to chime in, like... Probably free. get a good resource oh. here. Somebody that knows, like, me and Andrew would be great resources. People that are already here, they already um, know the areas, and they can, like, give you good tips on what are the best parts um, to buy and once you choose different options like you have a couple of options that you want to buy maybe have that resource that will tell you eh, this one I wouldn't really recommend it because of this and you know I, I would recommend mm -hmm. buying this one so I think it's finding a good resource in yeah, Puerto Rico yeah. that facilitates the process right I, I agree with that you know it's a very opaque market where the information isn't as disseminated uh, dissimilated like it is in the United States and most, you know, first world Western countries where information is everywhere, right? There's no MLS here. Um, and it's a lot of the insiders with all the real, the real good information. So yeah, try and find some of those people. Nadia is probably one of them who just understands the market on a deep, deep level. I feel like I'm one of those people as well. Um, because coming down here and trying to learn yourself takes time. It took me a couple of years before I really understood this market because for the longest time I was just so confused as to why everything's so cheap and this, that, and the other. And I just really understanding all the factors at play down here. Uh, it's a very different market than the United States anyways. So um, it could really speed up that learning curve if you, if you get some people who, who are good and, and, and who have that information as opposed to trying to figuring it out for yourself. Right. And, you know, we, we've been here now a week. We've, we've looked at some properties and I feel like, there, there, I'm sure there's opportunity here to invest in short-term rentals, but it's not like there's, I don't feel like it's, if you just like come in and, and, and buy anything, you know, like I think you really need to do some research and find like a, like a property you need like to, to dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And, and if you do dig and you put in the time, there's, I mean, there's real gems uh, buried in the dirt. You know, they're not at the surface level. You got to dig and you got to work, but I found some absolute, absolutely amazing uh, investments here, um, and there still is, you know, amazing investment investments here. Um, but just showing up, walking into a bank and asking for the bank list is—you're not going to find it, right? Yeah. As um, 
most of us know, there's two bank lists. There's the one that goes out to the, the banker's friends and colleagues, and the, there's the one that's available to the public, and, and same thing with uh, agents, you know. They take all their best stuff. Like, I'll get calls randomly. A lot of my stuff is off-market deals that I've come across where they're like, hey, this is going to be listed in a few weeks. You should probably take a look at it and make an offer if you like it. Um, and that's just how it, you know, it's a very old school buddy-buddy network down here. So mm -hmm. it's all in who you know um, and, uh, and who likes you, I guess. Right. And how long do you think uh, would it take? You know, if I, if I would say like, okay, I want to come down to Puerto Rico, I want to buy an apartment, I want to put it on Airbnb. You know, how long, what kind of time frame should I be looking at? If you're buying distress that needs work, um, it's going to take a little bit longer, especially now. A lot of the blue-collar workforce, the guys do your electricity, your plumbing, your contractors. Um, there's a bit of a labor shortage at the moment, so that's that's another little tricky thing at the moment. You know, a lot of those guys went to the states after the hurricane. The ones that stayed, they got more work than they know what to do with. The good ones, anyways. I have my list of good ones, and I'm you know constantly working down that list, trying to get the best guys at the best price uh, to do the work as fast as possible. But man, it's been a it's been a tough dance. It's been a really tough dance since the hurricanes. And there's been a couple times where I just got ridiculous quotes and, you know, and I, and I was bluffing, but I said, you know, there's no way I could do this. Like, give me a better quote, you know, and when in all reality, if he, if, if my contractor would have said, that's, that's, that's what we got. Then I just would have said, okay, let's do it. Um, but fortunately my, I've had guys willing to come down a little bit, but I'm still paying, um, Prices that I don't really like to pay for for work, just uh, in the um, in the light of uh, getting things done as quickly as possible. So the time frame, what, what, how much would you say that it would take? Like it's very very dependent, right? Like I have a good relationship with my contractors, so they're if willing to. It's not to, distressed. Um, if it's, just to find just to find a good. Place, if it's like not distressed, and you can just you know buy a turnkey. Oh, a turnkey. Um, a turnkey. How much would you say? Well, if you're financing, financing is another thing down here. Um, it's a little bit more tricky financing down here. They're much more conservative than in the States. So there's generally a 45 to a 60 day application process with a high rejection rate, um, which is another thing. Cash is king down here. Really amplifies your negotiating leverage. Uh, but um, so the application process is about 45 to 60 days. And then closing would probably be another 30 days because there's a due diligence process. Mm -hmm. It's not as standardized as things are in the U.S. where things can move very quickly. Here, it's just, it's clunky. It's old school. Um, it just seems to take a, a long, much longer time. And uh, there's a lot of um, pitfalls you got to be very, very careful for. So you got to get a good lawyer who really, you know, crosses her T's and dots her I's and make sure everything is, is done correctly. I think if you have the right team and you're super aggressive, um, you could actually um, option a property and have your key, those keys in your hands in like two months. Um, if you have like, if you're really aggressive. So that's like, uh, give it at least two months and probably to be a little more conservative, give it three. With the right team, like, you know, good brokers that, you know, get are fast and once you tell them that you want a property, they move fast to get it optioned. And so I think like three months is probably doable with the right team. Um, if, if it's a little slower than I guess. And it's a cash months. deal, obviously. 
and go faster as well. Right. Does yeah. it take a long time? That's that's the big bottleneck. Yeah. Cash right. deals are fast. Yeah. And I mean, is it, it it is possible to get a mortgage here? You know, one of the interesting mm -hmm. uh, things about Puerto Rico is like it's part of the U.S. So if you're living in the U.S., you can get a mortgage and you can use that money to invest here. It's just kind of cool because it, you know you kind of feel like you're investing in like an exotic. You know, foreign place, but it's you know it's part of the U.S., so you, you can get a mortgage, and obviously that really enhances your uh, the return on investment that you're making, given the you know the interest rates that that are still pretty low. Uh, they have been going up a little bit, but you know still historically they're still very low. Um, let's talk a little bit about Puerto Rico as as a as a destination. Right now, I've I've never been here, but you know like what I've seen so far, it's it's awesome. There's amazing beaches. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's scuba diving. There's sky surfing. Like what? What are some of your favorite spots here on the island? I am a really big fan of the islands that we have off the main island. That to me is a must. You need to get on a plane. It's like usually two hundred. Like it's like one ninety nine. Um, like dollars to get on a little plane. You can get it like from San Juan. Like within the city, you get on a little plane, it's like a 45 minute ride from San Juan. And if you go to Ceibao, which is to the east of Puerto Rico, it's like a 15 minute um, plane Ooh, ride. Yeah. So then you get on these little planes, you see the most beautiful views of the island and all of the, uh, all of the sea, and then you arrive to these little islands that you feel like you're a million miles away from Puerto Rico, and you're right there. And like once you're on these islands, you're really free. There aren't a lot of cops. You kind of do whatever the hell you want. There's really good gastronomy. Um, you like can get scooters or you can get golf carts and run around the islands and like go to these super beautiful beaches. And it's like, it's just, I love the, the experiences. And there are a couple of like really cool hotels in these places. That if you know about them, they're the best. Um, so that's like my favorite. But obviously you have um, San Juan, which is pretty cool. But then like once you go west, you can go to Rincón, which is a surf town. And it's super beautiful. Uh, lots of cool gastronomy. Uh, it's just a cool place. It's like a surf town. And then to the south, there are a... We have a, a bioluminescent bay that you can go see and the water is like, mm -hmm. I don't know, if, um, just like you move the water and it's completely like phosphorescent, like it glows in the dark. So we have that and we also have a bunch of beautiful beaches in the south. So you can really run around the whole island and, you know, check out like a bunch of beach spots. Then we have um, the rainforest, which is beautiful um but it's just it's cool to just go and kind of like hike around during one day get into the you, you get into the waterfalls i know a couple of like really like of like spots in the rainforest that you have your own little like like swimming area and stuff mm. so that's pretty cool and then we have caves you can go explore caves and hang around with bats um and what else can you do? Sounds so appealing. <laughs> yeah. I can't well, wait. Hang around. Some people love that. 
So people yes. are like, oh okay. my god. Let's go to the um, dark so, cave and hang out with some bats. <laughs> we used hang to have, to when I was young, we used to have, they used to do raids in those caves. Like, and oh, when I lived... the bats? With the bats. Like, you would be, like, dancing to drum and bass with a bat on top of you. That's awesome. It's, I, went, I lived in London for a while, and I talked to the DJs there, a lot of, like, really known DJs in London. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm from Puerto Rico. And they're like... You're from Puerto Rico, the caves, man. Like they remember that because That's it's awesome. like, where else in the world do yeah. you do a rave in a cave? So, uh, and we've had raves in the in the rainforest. And there's too. like island, there's like island raves too, right? Where the whole entire island is just obviously it'd be like a small. Do you remember the Halloween party, uh, the Bacardi Halloween party, like? Oh, four years ago? that they I did. Palomino, right? That was, was so hard to get a ticket for. Like I was like, what the hell is going on? You would. It, it, you, you had to be special to get on this boat and go to this party on an island. Uh, or you and just I, had to yeah. have your own boat. A lot of people took their own boats there. I and think just they anchored. had Kendrick Lamar as one of the artists. And oh, a I, lot of top name artists. Like yeah, that's those things go on here too. So yeah, there's. I mean, it's there's a bunch of stuff to there's do. A there's a bunch of stuff to do. Like I and. Uh, there are Instagram, a, a bunch of, ins- there's one called Backpacking Puerto Rico on Instagram. Mm. Get on that. And there's so much things to do here. Zip lining, like there's so many things to do here that Backpacking PR will never run out of posts. And I've seen posts there that I'm like, what, where is this? Like I didn't even know this existed. And I've lived here 31 years of my life. Already. So... Yeah, it's very fun. I love it. You, but you need to like that tropical way of living because it's definitely like a way. Island time. Island time, yes. Andrew, your, your favorite recommendations for people who come down to Puerto Rico? Um, God, I mean, there's just so much. There's just so much. The nightlife is probably the best in the Caribbean. So if that's your thing, this is a great spot for you. Um... The beaches, obviously the beaches are beautiful. There's nothing in, in particular that I would recommend. Just There's just so much for everybody. Right. Vincenzo, what do you think? I mean, a couple days here. I mean, I've, I've, we've gone around. We've seen a little bit of uh, the island. We went to the rainforest yesterday. I thought oh, that was did. cool. I wish you were, you were there to show us like the real waterfall. But we... We hiked around a bit. Um, it's not the, the same beach. after Mariano before. Yeah. Maria, if you... Now it's like we, you know, we being yeah. reborn. I mean, listen, like like she said. I mean, they both said like there's just a lot of cool stuff, and even like in a couple of days, you know, just kind of scratching the surface a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, we've seen some cool things, and it's one of those things, you know, if you have a car and you know some people, or you got an Instagram, you know, someone to follow on Instagram, and you can find these places. Like, you know, you don't you don't get bored here, you know. So it's cool. Awesome. Well, we've been uh, we've been talking for a while. There's a lot of people on the Instagram who are uh, who joined us. Um, is there any any final remarks that you guys wanna wanna share with with the audience when it comes to investing in Puerto Rico, Texas, Airbnb, all that kind of stuff? Um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say you know again from that sort of foreigner like you know tax perspective, and I've I've been living abroad for a while, so I mean I do think that this is. A, a really cool place to set up shop, especially if you're, you know, just 
thinking about moving outside the States, it's pretty easy to acclimate yourself. Like they said, there's a, a growing sort of community of, of people moving down here. Plus you have this sort of English, Spanish, Spanglish uh, advantage. So it's easy, you know, you don't have to navigate the whole uh, foreign language or, or um, you know, all the pitfalls of moving abroad, uh, immigration-wise, et cetera. But um, yeah, like from a tax perspective, it's great. If you have the ability to kind of, if you have an online business, a service-based business, be it online marketing, programming, um, you know, anything digital, you know, then you could legitimately move your business down here and pay uh, a 4% tax rate and then pay yourself uh, you know, a little salary and the majority in, 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 in dividends and really pay a very, very low uh, effective tax rate. Um, so... Like I said, that's attracting a lot of people. And I think for the right person, you know, it's pretty much a no-brainer, right? You live down here half the year. You kind of move everything here. The other half, you could be in the States or, or travel elsewhere and, and, and take advantage. And a lot of people are doing that who have their businesses or, you know, do trading or, or crypto and, and, and have some large uh, unrealized capital gains that they want to avoid. So, yeah, with that and just like the beauty and – and magic of the island, I think it's certainly uh, certainly something to put on people's radar. Yeah, and one thing that we haven't really touched on yet is the location. It's it's very centrally located. Like you, know, you can be in Miami in a couple hours. Yeah. You can be in New York in a few hours. There's lots of other Caribbean islands that are really close by. You know, you're not too far away from uh, from Central America. You're not too far away from you know Colombia and like sort of the northern part of uh, of South America as well. So you know, I think that's one that's a really attractive feature. Of uh, Puerto Rico as well. And we recently got, um, a, how do you say, like non stop flights to Madrid. Oh, wow. And, Spain, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, and non stop flights to London. Wow. So that, that's pretty recent and that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's really no, cool. I mean, if you go, you know, from Miami, especially living in Colombia, like, it's like, you know, you go to Miami Airport, you can fly around the world, you know, so being a few hours outside of Miami. Yeah, it is, it is pretty centrally located. You're right. If you get the flights uh, direct, that's even better. What about the language? Like, people speak Spanish and English in, in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I mean, usually, like, most business owners that you're going to be dealing with will probably know English, too. Um, so, yeah, I think that we're pretty... You, you really don't have to, like, if you just talk English here, you really don't have to worry a lot about the language. Um, and now you have Google Translator, and you can, like, walk around with your phone and be like, phone, translate this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. And they have a cool feature now where you can actually, you can point it at some text, and it will literally, like, provide, like, an overlap on, yeah. on the text. So you, you put it on the menu, like, suddenly, like, literally, like, on your phone, like, it's almost, crazy. like, it changes. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really good technology, but but yeah, like well, from my experience, like people seem to have a pretty good decent understanding of English here. Yeah. Um, what well, Andrew, do you speak uh, Spanish or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get by pretty well. Uh, Puerto Rican Spanish is a little more difficult than South America or Central America, but uh, I can defend myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but quite frankly, the white I mean the white collar workforce here all speaks English. It's the blue collar workforce that probably pretty much primarily speaks. Spanish, obviously, the tourism industry for the most part is bilingual. Um, so uh, 
I yeah. obviously have contractors, so that's that's where I've had to use my Spanish. Yeah, that, and that's I where think I with the... contractors, yeah. I mean, that's that's you're all right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, from a from a tax perspective, I mean, it's one of the best places in the world. From a lifestyle perspective, it's also one of the best places in the world. From an investment opportunity, real estate investment opportunity, also one of the best places in the world. Um, it's really hard to go wrong, if you ask me. Yeah, There's I so think many in general, ones. it's like, it's really, we Puerto Ricans do a really bad job at appreciating what we have. And we like, in general, undervalue it. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've never been kid, like, I, like, I've really been, I've always been very clear about how cool Puerto Rico is. That's why I haven't left. Like, I could be anywhere in the world. I, you know, I have a really good education and. You know, I've traveled and I could really do whatever I want, but I really love it here and I really value yeah. um, what we have. And I think that you guys, it was cool to hang out with you guys because I, I see how you're seeing it from another perspective. When you're within this beauty all the time, you know, you're walking. Take it for granted. Yeah, you mm-hmm. take it for granted. I was in the mountains yesterday appraising a couple of properties and I am like delighted driving through the mountains. There's just mm-hmm. they're they're just so beautiful. And most people here are like, like, <laughs> like you know, they're so used to the beauty. The beauty. They're like whatever. Yeah. You know, they don't even under and if and if they haven't traveled even more, like even more. The more I travel, the more I love it here. You know, because the more I learn to appreciate what I have. And I think that's part of the reason why the real estate was so cheap in these certain areas, like Old San Juan five years ago was so cheap and I couldn't figure out why. Mm. I was like, God, like this is like one of the only places in the world you could buy something like this on a street like this. Like this is incredible. This is like artwork from like 500 years ago. You know, I was like, why the hell is this so damn cheap? And I was like, well, that one's cheap. And then, you know, next door down the block is cheap. I'm like, what am I missing? Right. It took me, I was trying to figure out what it was I wasn't seeing. And then I came to the realization. It's like, well, there, Puerto Rico doesn't promote itself. So there's not very many, outsiders here and the Puerto Ricans are just like this is just normal right they're just so used to this that they don't value it as high as somebody who's from the United States and you come here and you're just like wow this is unique this is cool and and it's dirt cheap you know like that's just a combination I'm not used to seeing up in the states yeah I think as an investor it's really interesting because as an investor you come here having looked at other places in the world and really being able to compare it from from a more like like an objective way of looking at it. Um, here, people that live here, they don't they don't have the money that most investors have. They probably haven't even traveled as much as investors have. So they you know they would love to maybe buy a building, but they just can't. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that promoting the island will get more people in here with money that can that can really see it for what it is and not be affected by, you know, maybe the salaries that people are used to here. So it's interesting. I, I, I find it, it's very interesting. <laughs> awesome. Andrew, any final remarks? Follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Wix787. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for, for joining me uh, today. This first live podcast episode of Get Paid for Your Pet. And there's, uh, there's a lot of people have been, been tuning in. I've been looking at the comments, and you know, so uh, it's, it's it's been really fun. Come to um, Puerto Rico. Yeah, come to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is awesome. <laughs> um, so.
So I'm, uh, I'm actually going to Cali, Colombia tomorrow. I'm going to check out my apartment that I bought there. Uh, so I'm really excited. I'm going to be in Colombia for a couple of weeks. I'm going to put it on Airbnb. So I'll be doing live, lots of live videos. I'll be creating lots of content around it. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll do more of these, you know, live podcasts. I think it's really fun to actually, you know, meet the people on the ground, uh, meet the Airbnb hosts, meet the investors, and, you know, let them uh, explain, like, what the situation is, where the opportunities are. So, uh, you know, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast, and I hope to see you next time. Get paid for your pet.